What's up, guys? This is the Twin Take Podcast. We're your hosts, Luke and Jackson Hershey. Twins from Charlotte, North Carolina. One face, two opinions. Guys, we are so excited to tell you that college football starts in 31 days. We are so psyched and so happy. And um, kind of as Jackson and I were starting to put this podcast together, that's what we wanted to talk about. College football is a big part of our lives. It brings unity together in schools and kind of just brings families together. So we're really excited to talk about that. So Jackson, what do you think some of those week one matchups are going to be? Yeah, Luke, I am psyched for the UNC-USC college football game. It's coming to Charlotte. I am so excited. Um, college game is going to be there. I'm going to try and go. I'm just thrilled to see it. I also think that TCU and Colorado will be a massive game. It's going to be TCU coming off a loss from a national championship versus Deion Sanders and his new Colorado team. Well, they absolutely made the wrong decision picking UNC as college game day. There is no way in the world that UNC football should have college game day. Um, no disrespect to UNC. Actually, South Carolina deserves it all the way, but um, no, I think TCU came off a great run last year, and Dion coming to Colorado, that's... I mean, I understand it, but it doesn't sit well with a Duke fan. Yeah, he is an absolute biased Duke fan, and he is really only saying that because he only cares about one game this week, and that is Duke-Clemson, and he's probably going to be telling y'all that he thinks Duke is going to pull a win against Clemson. Bro, thanks for the intro. Yeah, Duke is absolutely going to pull in the win. Duke's going to upset Clemson very late in the fourth quarter. No one's going to be expecting it, and that's going to be a huge upset to shake up college football. Biggest upset in week one. And then also another big game is UConn versus NC State. No one's expecting that game to be big. I think UConn has a little bit of a better team than people realize. But, you know, the Wolfpack are going to figure it out in the end. Yeah, I I had a feeling he would go there with the whole Duke thing. I mean, you never know. I don't have any faith in them, but we'll have to let that play out. Um, I agree with him on the NC State-UConn game. I think it could go towards UConn's way, but I guess we'll have to let that play out. A really good Sunday night matchup is FSU-LSU, probably top 10 ranked matchup. I think so, Luke. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the thing that people aren't talking about is how good Florida State got this year. Florida State has so many incoming transfers that it's not even funny. They have the top recruiting class in the entire country from transfers. So um, I think Florida State's going to hit it out of the park. They're going to destroy LSU. Last year, that game was tight. This year, it will not be. Florida State's going to come out hitting, and LSU's not going to know what to do with themselves. Yeah, it will be interesting. I think I'm going to take the other approach on that. Um People may think that's because I like to argue with Luke, but I actually do think LSU will be FSU. They had a very strong end of their season and are bringing back most of their players, so I am very excited to see how LSU plays that Sunday night. I also believe that FSU is going to have a early hard spot to the beginning of the season, and it will be interesting to see how they pull through, but... So I think after talking about some of these teams, can anybody beat the SEC? Can anybody beat Georgia or Alabama? Um, It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think Georgia is going to have a three-peat this year, and I'm not a Georgia fan whatsoever, so I hate to say it. Although, they are just stacked all the way around, and it'll be probably hard. I can't see another team beating Georgia right now, but have any thoughts on that, Luke? No, I, I agree with you, unfortunately. I think I think Georgia's prone to a three-peat. I think if anybody's going to do it, it will be Alabama. But there are a couple teams that no one's um, 
giving a lot of hype to coming in to actually make a run. I think Michigan, if they're going to do it, this could be the year to do it. Their quarterback is returning, and I think Michigan could just make a run this year. They were really close the last two years, and this could be their year. I like Penn State a lot. Penn State has Drew Aller coming in, um, and he's going to be really good. People aren't talking about him as much. He could be up for Heisman this year, and uh, Penn State could have a really good season. But no, I, I don't I don't find... I don't find many people beating the SEC, and if it does, it'll be a really good game, and it'll be a tight game, but no, I think Georgia is the team to beat just as always, but Alabama could give them a run for their money. I honestly think that uh, Alabama's on a downfall right now, and it's kind of fun for me to watch because I don't like Alabama whatsoever, although I don't really like Georgia either, so there's kind of pros and cons to what's happening. So Yeah, just a little backstory. My mom went to Auburn, so... Yeah, we don't like Georgia or Alabama. I would love Auburn to make a run this year. I don't know if they can do it quite yet with Hugh Freeze. I would love Auburn to make a run. But, yeah, not a big Georgia fan, not a big Alabama fan. But, I mean, their talent's undeniable. It's 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 They're just so good. Yeah, I, it's tough for me to say it. Um, But it will be interesting to watch it all play out. And I'm kind of excited to see what happens this year. So I know... This will be interesting. So if Alabama said so they did not have a good season last year, and they didn't, if they don't have a good season this year, and they don't have one next year, will Nick Saban retire? Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far to say as they didn't have a good season. I think that anything with Alabama is that if they don't make the playoffs, they had a bad season. Although they had a really good season, just not Alabama type. I think Saban has three years within him. Whether they make the playoffs or make the championship or not, I think he's probably got three solid seasons, and I would not be shocked to see him hang up the cleats and retire. I think when Nick Saban retires, it's going to be a lot like the Coach K story of where he's going to say, this is going to be my last year prior to the year start. But I think that I think we'll know before the year, so I don't find him retiring at the end of the season. Yeah, this guy with his Duke references. Um, yeah, I agree with him. He'll probably announce it before the end of the season to let all his players know. But I do believe he's got a couple more years within him, and it will be fun to see where he takes Alabama these upcoming years. Again, I'm happy with how they ended last year not making the playoffs, and I hope it continues that way. Lots of people would disagree with me, but it is what it is. So who's who's the underdog team no one is talking about? Like what's your team that's gonna make a run that like no one who's the TCU of next year? I would like I'm not biased, but I have I think I have Well let me guess he's gonna say Carolina. Go ahead. No, and say well it. I I was gonna go there, but I I probably have I have three. I was gonna start off with FSU. I think that It'll be very interesting to see what Jordan Travis does. People forget how they ended their season. They knocked off some very big schools. They lost to Clemson, though, which they'll have to beat them this year, which will be very interesting to watch and play out. Carolina, too. They have, in my opinion, the Heisman Trophy winner of this upcoming year of Drake May. Um, They lost two receivers, but they also got two very good receivers in the transfer portals so that will be fun to see how they play out this year and they also got some receivers that aren't talked about that are going to be coming in this year from 
big backups last year, so that will be fun to watch too. Penn State, lastly, I see Drew Aller as the starting quarterback this year, and he reminds me a lot of Drake May. He can run, he can throw, he's very talented, and I think I would not be shocked to see them knock off Ohio State and Michigan this year. That's really good. Okay, so I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a twist, and I'm gonna say Colorado. I think Colorado. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say they were good last year because they just weren't. They were not good last year. But I think Deion Sanders, when he became the new head coach of that Colorado team, he brought in a lot of transfers that were really good at other schools, and I think he has a shot to really change that program around. So don't be surprised if Colorado makes a run. Um. You know, I really like I like Oregon a lot. Oregon's really good. Bo Nix is, man, if Bo Nix could have done it in the last three years, he got so close. He got so close last year, and I think next year is going to be the year. This upcoming year is going to be the year that he makes a run for that championship. And my last team is Notre Dame. Notre Dame always has a team. Sam Hartman transferring from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. He could have a year this year. And so Notre Dame with that non-conference schedule, I think that I think they have to win every game, if not every every game but one. But if they do, they could be right there in that conversation. Well, that's true with most teams. I think nowadays you basically have to go undefeated if you're not an SEC team because of how hard the SEC schedule is. But I do see Notre Dame as a threat to a lot of teams. They produce top talent every year. Yeah, saying what you just said about the SEC, do you think do you think the committee's biased to the SEC at all? I don't think they're biased. I think their conference is just just I don't even know. They're just the teams are just better in my opinion than most of the other conferences. They got probably four teams that would beat the top two teams in almost every conference but the Big Ten, which is tough for me to say, but I don't think they're biased, but I do think they know that their conference is harder than the most. If do you disagree on that? No, I, I, I don't think they're biased, but I do think there really isn't a chance for an ACC team or a Pac-12 team to really make a run at that um, college football championship. The Big Ten and the SEC have multiple opportunities. They can win one to, um, I'm sorry, they can lose one to two games, and they can still like be right there in that conversation. If you lose two games in the ACC, you're done. You're not going to make the college football playoffs. And um, I I struggle with it, but I, I do agree that they pick the best teams, but a lot of times it's not fair. Like, they'll put Alabama in the college football playoffs half the time when they've lost more games than some of the other schools, but they still put Alabama because I think they're a little biased. But I that's kind of why I think this new layout of 12 teams at the end of the college football playoff season is going to be so good because it's going to give these teams that wouldn't have that opportunity otherwise to come in and just take a chance and try to win some games that they wouldn't get the opportunity otherwise. Yeah, I am excited for this 12-team playoff next year. And I'm, I love the idea of a tournament for college football. I've kind of been waiting it. I mean, four teams is cool, but it's not really a tournament. So I am very excited to see how 12 teams can play against each other. And it'll be interesting to see. They come from all over the country. So it'll be very interesting to see how they play against each other. And lots of teams, again, if you're an SEC team, you are more prone to get into a four. But... 
because it's 12, you never know. An ACC team can slide in there, Pac-12, Big 12, you never know. I mean, the the thing it does is it gives the, an opportunity to a non-Power 5 school. So, like, a, a team like Cincinnati who, I mean, they got in the one year, but that was really the only year a non-Power 5 school got in, or it gives a BYU or a Coastal Carolina or a Houston, it gives them a real opportunity to just make a run at that championship. And I don't know that those schools have um, the power on their roster to go be at a Georgia or an Alabama or an LSU, but they do have an opportunity and they can they can't say that they didn't have that opportunity so that will be really interesting I really wish it was implemented this year but it wasn't and so next year that will be something to look for and it's going to be really exciting to watch yeah as Luke said I am psyched for it and I'm ready to watch it play out but again we'll have to wait one more year to take advantage of your last four-year college football playoff so I'm going to go into a different segment. So who is your favorite to win the Heisman Trophy? Y'all are going to think I'm biased for like the third time today. Oh, gosh. I would say Drake May. He, I mean, he proves it again and again. I would say Caleb Williams is up there with him. I don't see Caleb just winning the Heisman after he won it last year. And so when I look at, the other people that are possibly in the conversation, I look at Drake May. He's up there right with him, and so I'm very excited to see how his year plays out. I also see Brock Bowers tight end out of Georgia. The man is insane. You have to go watch his highlight reels. He's probably going to be top 10 draft pick, along with Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. I would say those four guys, those would probably be my top four, but I think Drake May will end up winning it this year. So I'm going to give a player that no one is talking about right now. And it's a, I'm going to give it to Arch Manning. Arch Manning is an unbelievable quarterback. I don't know that he can get that starting spot over Quinn and Ewers, but if he does, that name's going to be over all over sports center. And that's going to be a good Texas team to watch this year. So I think him, and also if I'm going to go non quarterback, I'm going Brock Bowers tight end out of Georgia. That guy was, an unbelievable tight end over the past two years. I remember watching him his freshman year thinking there's no way in the world he was a freshman, and he was. So he's a guy that is absolutely going to go to the draft early and going to finish his year as Georgia as a junior, and he's going to play unbelievable and make a run for that Heisman Trophy. Yeah, I can see Lucas agreeing with me on something, which is kind of nice to hear. Um, I also I think if, Mar- if Arch Manning... If he beats out Alabama week two, there will be lots of conversation on him, and it will be very interesting to watch him be like the fourth Manning talked about going to the NFL. But that is my opinion, and I don't think he's going to get the starting job this year. I think they're going to give it to Quinn Ewers. I think he's prone probably being a first-round pick, and I I don't see why they wouldn't give him one more year before they gave Manning the job. But then again, you never know what they're going to end up deciding, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens in the next couple weeks. Yeah, it really will be, and there could be some there could be some good quarterback competitions going into the year. So, Jackson, who is your favorite hire going into college football this year? Um, I would. I love Deion Sanders. 
I can't help it. I wish he came to Auburn, but I don't mind a Hugh Freeze hire. I, I think Deion Sanders changes a team. Everyone wants to go where Deion is. And so, I mean, you saw with the transfer portal, their team, I don't think they're going to be crazy good, but I think they're going to be drastically better than they were last year. And it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, One other hire I liked was... I also liked the Hugh Freeze hire from Auburn when they chose not to go the Deion Sanders route. People didn't really talk about Hugh Freeze, but Auburn hired him, and it was very interesting. They've also done very well in the transfer portal, so I will be curious to see how Colorado and Auburn turn around their seasons from last year, if they do, but I believe that they both will have a better season. I think they're probably both going to win around five and seven games this season, so hopefully bowl games for both of them. Okay, I'm going to talk about a hire that could be a little controversial. And that's the hire down at Nebraska with Matt Rule. And so we live in Charlotte. We're Carolina Panthers fans. And it was really rough to watch the Carolina Panthers not make the playoffs two and a half, three years in a row. And that was unfortunately under the Matt Rule stint. But I've met Matt Rule. He's one of the kindest guys. Um, He's kind to everybody around him. So... He's a great person, but I also think he's a great coach. He took teams that were not good and turned them to unbelievable college football programs. You look at Temple, you look at Baylor. Baylor was an awful football program. Matt Rule turned that football program completely around, and I think that Nebraska is going to be not great this year, but I think in one to two years, they're going to be in that top 12, top 15 teams in the country. He... He just really did not have that NFL success, but I could see him coming back. I think he's a college football coach, and so what you've seen everywhere in college that he stopped, he'll be there for one year. They get halfway better, and then two years, they're like crazy, and you're just shocked. So he did it with Temple. He did it with Baylor. I'm now looking forward to seeing that Nebraska program who used to be legendary turn back around. So I'm excited. It will be funny if Matt Rule finishes um, his tenure with Nebraska and does amazing and goes back to an NFL team and completely crushes it. I think that's going to be the thing for most Panthers fans that will be most annoying. If he does amazing at the next program and goes to an NFL team and completely crushes it, that's going to be tough to watch. Yeah, I will not be happy about that whatsoever, nor that would kind of annoy me a lot, but that's all right, you know? But we also got Frank Reich now, so we're doing okay. That's true. So out of I do agree with what Jackson said. Um, Deion Sanders is the guy everybody wants to have. He's the he's the coach that every player wants to play for. So I think Deion Sanders is going to be a great hire for Colorado. Hugh Freeze is really turning around that Auburn program um, back to that championship contender um, program that it used to be. So I think I think Hugh Freeze is going to do great at Auburn, and I think Matt Rule is going to be a phenomenal coach at Nebraska. Yeah, those are the three kind of hires I'm looking at right now. And it they may just be the three biggest ones, but for me, actually, I'll add one more in there. I think Luke Fickle to Wisconsin is going to be – it was a really quiet hire, and the, he took Cincinnati to the playoffs. People forget about that, like, two years ago. And, I mean, that's not even a Power 5, like, team. So – I will be very interested to see him turn around Wisconsin, but it'll be, I think those three to four hires will probably be the most drastic changes for those teams this year. 
So I'm going to I'm going to go back on what we were talking about a little bit ago and like off of what teams are going to make some runs this year. So I want to hear who your take is going to be on who's going to win the Big 10, who's going to win the ACC and who's going to win the SEC. <laughs> Dang. Um SEC I would say Georgia. I think that's kind of a given, but you never know. People could um take him down. Uh I would say for the ACC I'm going to go with FSU. I think they're going to be the winners out of the ACC. And lastly, with the Big Ten, I believe it'll be Ohio State. And I hate to say it because we are big Penn State fans, but Ohio State is just dominant every year, and their third string could be lots of people's first string. So I would probably go with Ohio State, but those are probably my three. FSU, I guess, is a toss-up. I think the ACC is kind of a mix-up between UNC, Clemson, and FSU. It's going to be one of those three teams, I think, at the end, but it will be very interesting to watch and play out. Okay, so I'm going to give some different answers. My Big Ten team is going to be Penn State this year. Um, everybody's talking about Michigan and Ohio State. Penn State is going to win the Big Ten this year, and they're going to take a lot of teams by surprise and I think they're going to make a run at this championship. They're going to be really good. For the SEC, man, I really want to say Georgia, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say Tennessee with their quarterback, Joe Milton, and they're going to make an absolute run this year. I mean, a lot of people relied on Hendon Hooker last year to carry that team, and he did a phenomenal job up into the port. He turned his... Up into the party, turned his ACL. But Joe Milton is going to carry that team great, and they're going to have a really successful year. And then my ACC team, you know, I'm going to give the championship to Florida State as well. I think UNC and Florida State is going to be the best ACC game of the year. Um, but I don't think they can hang with them. UNC is going to have a really good year, but Florida State's just outnumbering everybody. Clemson won't hang with them. And I actually think Clemson is going to be a little bit on a downfall as they've been on the last couple of years. Maybe just a little bit better than last year, but not much. And I think Florida State is going to take everybody by surprise. And they're probably going to make the college football playoffs. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to watch. I Sadly, I don't think we're going to get to be able to play FSU this year. But if, the ACC, if we meet each other in the ACC championship... We will get to play those FS, FSU Seminoles, and I'm sure we will be ready to take them down after that loss in the ACC Championship last year. All right, I'm going to give the best hypothetical situation that could ever happen. Duke is going to go week one and beat Clemson. They're going to go a couple weeks later and beat Notre Dame. Those first two games are at home, by the way, and then they're going to beat Florida State. They're going to go undefeated all the way from Florida State, and if they lose one, Florida State would be the one to lose. They're going to make a run at this ACC championship. I 1,000% believe it. Duke is going to be a football school once again. I didn't think they ever were a football school. Um... I don't... I don't really agree on that topic. I don't... It's all right. Um... I just... I can't see it. I'm sorry. Um, I think Duke. I think Duke is very talented, but I don't think they're going to be able to hang with the big three of FSU, UNC, and Clemson. Not to mention Duke does play Notre Dame this year, and I don't think they'll be able to beat Notre Dame either, and possibly NC State. I don't know. They have a really rough in conference schedule, so I'm not feeling it. Sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. Mike Elko, head coach, just extended through 2029. We got Riley Leonard, best quarterback in the country. It is going to be a good season. 
Well, we will have to see and wait for that to happen. So my last question for you today is, will any team move a conference this year? Or I guess they can't move this year, but will they start to make that moving process this year that hasn't yet? Um, I don't know. I could see I could see UCLA and USC, Oklahoma, Texas are both moving either to the Big Ten or the SEC. And, you know, it is very interesting to see how that is going to work. But I think if there were going to be f- three or four teams – it would be either FSU, Clemson, UNC, or Miami. And I say that because those are probably the four dominant public ACC schools that are also football brands and basketball brands that could go over and any conference would want them. So then again, I think I know the ACC is still on a contract and I don't know if they're legally allowed to move over, but if they could, I think they will either be moving to the SEC or Big Ten, and I think it will have a massive effect on college football. Yeah, this conference realignment conversation will definitely be picked up in a different episode, but, I mean, it could really change sports. I think if if four or five of those ACC schools split and either go to the SEC or the Big Ten, that's going to tear the ACC apart. And some of those schools are going to follow other schools. So if UNC heads to the SEC or the Big Ten and Clemson and Florida State go and Miami and NC State go, well, Duke's already going to follow UNC. So you already have seven schools leaving. And that leaves the ACC with not even half of what they used to have. So it will be really interesting to see where that goes. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I mean, if it does, it'll be at the very end of the year. And Jackson is right. If it does happen, it's going to be, I think the top three will be Clemson, Florida State, Miami. And then if another one, it'll be UNC Chapel Hill. I mean, those are the full, full, <laughs> those are the four schools that could make a jump to a different conference. And that's gonna, that'll be interesting to play out. There's a lot of different um, scenarios, what can happen if they do move a conference. But it's going to be really interesting and something to be tuned in on. Yeah, I. it is just really interesting, and I also wonder how many schools the SEC would let in because their main focus is football. And some schools are really basketball-focused, and they have a decent football program. Like A team like Duke would create lots of revenue, and they're very good at basketball, which I hate to say it. Heck, but, yeah, they are. Yeah, but uh, um, their football is just not it. And so they would be – it would – it's going to be interesting to see, like, would the SEC even want Duke? Would they want to – would the Big Ten want them? I'm sure the Big Ten would absolutely want Duke. But it will be very interesting to see how some of the schools that are big basketball programs, would the SEC really want them if they're not going to contribute in football? Yeah, these are these are all conversations that are going to be really interesting and things to be tuned on re- uh, later in the regular season. And it's going to play out. It's going to be really interesting. Now, we're so excited for this upcoming college football season. Like Jackson and I said, there's only 31 days. We're counting down. Thank you guys so much for hopping on the Twins Take Podcast. If you have any questions or ideas for us, just shoot us an email at thetwinstakepodcast at gmail.com. We love you guys. Peace.